Well, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Life and Leadership. Today, I want to introduce you to uh, someone I met uh, not too long ago, a year and a half ago or so, but who I think is an amazing person. Mario Di Matteo has a pretty amazing story, and it's a story that's still unfolding. Uh, Through a fluke accident on a surf trip to Mexico some time ago, Mario became a quadriplegic, a huge life-changing tragedy. Uh, But the changes weren't all bad. Mario's accident set him on a new path, a path that drew him closer to God and that led him into a love for comic books. Today, Mario expresses that love for comics by publishing graphic novels based on stories from the Bible, but set in science fiction contexts. So really, really cool, and I'm really excited to have you here directly from Mario in this interview. I'm Marcus Watson, and this is Episode 6 of Spiritual Life and Leadership. All right, I'm here with Mario Di Matteo. Did I say that right? I heard you say it, Di Matteo, uh, at some point. But, yeah, uh, Di Matteo, Di Matteo. Di Matteo. Anyway, Mario Di Matteo, and uh, I'm excited to talk with Mario today, and uh, we're going to talk about his graphic novel, uh, novels, plural, eventually, right? And uh, anyway, uh, Mario, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, just tell us real quickly about yourself and kind of briefly what you do, and then we'll dig into that more later. Cool. Uh, my name is Mario Di Matteo. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, really stoked and blessed to be here. I'm a, among many things, a publisher of educational Christian comic books and graphic novels. And our my first main or major book is the story of Paul the Apostle set in a futuristic universe um, for kids. So that was my, my main project. And I'm a uh, San Diego, born and raised. Well, I just yeah. <laughs> I was born in Florida, but I was raised here. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> How old were you when you got here? Uh, about six months old. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're a San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My my kids were my two oldest were both born in Northern Kentucky. We lived there, uh, but my wife and I are both from LA originally. And so even though my oldest was two and a half, and my my daughter was like three weeks old when we moved here, two or three weeks, we tell them, hey, you are Californians. We just happened to be on an extended trip in northern Kentucky at the time. So for anyone in northern Kentucky, it was a wonderful place. (laughs) But our kids are California kids. This is where they grew up just like you. (laughs) It's a rough life to grow up in California. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, well, and you just recently got engaged, right? I did. I'm very, very blessed to have an amazing girlfriend that soon will be my wife. Fiance now. Fian- well, fiance, yes. Yeah. We're getting used to saying that. She's my yeah. wife. How long has it been since you got engaged? Uh, it's been about three months. Three months. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Congratulations. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, um, so we'll talk about your graphic novels uh, a little bit more a little bit later. I, I want to dig into that. But... Uh, Well, how did you get into graphic novels? Uh, Where did that come from? Um, So growing up, I always loved um, comic book characters, but I I wouldn't say that I was a comic book um, geek until a little bit later in my life. And I don't know if you want to get into that because that that was kind of the 
the crux of my comic book love. Um, yeah. about, yeah, about 14 years ago, I was on a surf trip in Costa Rica. Um, I thought my whole, had my whole life figured out. I was going to Point Loma Nazarene. I was on the soccer team there and had this vision of being a businessman and everything. And, um, on my last day of my surf trip, I, I dove into a shallow swimming pool and, and broke my neck and mm. ended up uh, quadriplegic. And in the hospital, that's kind of a crazy intro to your podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, in the hospital, I was in the hospital for about three months, and I got flighted to San Diego. And during that period of time, a friend of mine brought me some comic books, um, a Silver Surfer graphic novel. And that was basically the beginning of my fascination and love for for comic books and how powerful they are. And they really – it was the beginning of, a, I think, a, a rest of my lifelong love for that medium. Um, uh, I, I, I had no idea that you got into comics after your accident. Yep. Um, pretty – Amazing. Well, tell us, um, let, tell us a little bit more, like what that was like, uh, the accident. Like, um, what, what did you, what's, especially after it happened, emotionally, so and spiritually. Yeah, I am thankful that I was um, already a believer, and at that point in my life, I wasn't on fire for Christ um, by any means. I. God had kind of been placed on the back burner for this big grand plan of graduating college, getting the big job, getting a house in Costa Rica. I had all these visions of my future and uh, God was always going to be, oh, well, when I get kids, we'll raise them in the church. And it, it was just wasn't a priority in my life to, um, to have a relationship with Jesus at that point. And when I got hurt, I think it all flooded back in and it was a lot of times I think in a lot of people's lives in our most desperate moments, that's when we cling to God and try to have God help us through these things. And you say the classic prayer, if you get me out of this, God, I'll follow you forever. I think I said that a bunch of times in my life, but, um, I'm in the hospital and it's my whole life changed, you know, I'm, yeah. They're telling me I'm never going to walk again. And I was an, an athlete, a surfer. It's like the worst. I mean, it's the worst thing for anybody to have to go through that. Um, and I was very blessed to have a lot of really, really strong family. My, my family is so supportive of me um, my whole life. So I was just so blessed to have a mom and a dad and a sister that loved me so much. And then a lot of really powerful Christian friends that came came around and were praying and just really it was just a kind of a, a three-month um like a retreat from the world and just going into this desperation where i really had to rely on god so that i think that was like a i don't know a foundational point for the for the rest of, so it's been 14 years since that happened crazy wow. it's, it's like yesterday but yeah. Well, um, God definitely yeah. like wrapped his arms around me in that hospital room. Wow. Got me through that. Did, were there any uh, kind of moments or milestone moments that uh, were like, oh, 
here, whatever, something happened, and yeah, were there any master moments? I, I think uh, maybe not my, like specific moments, but just the the whole. It, it really, in remembering it, it's like a blur. Those three, mm. the year after that, um, I never, I never felt angry at God um, mm. for the accident. I, it was just my, just kind of a fluke mistake i grew up around pools and that whole day we were um, hiking up this to this gorgeous waterfall in costa rica like a 13 mile hike and got home at like one in the morning 12 at night um and was just super tired and just wanted to take a dip in the pool and i just wasn't thinking you know just made a bad bad mistake and uh I think um, being in that hospital room for for that long, it just was like a w- awakening. That's mm-hmm. the best thing I can think of. Like my whole life has changed now. I got to figure it out. I'm either going to be depressed for the rest of my life or push through it. And I was given another book that was really influential, a book by Viktor Frankl um, called Man's Search for Meaning. Mm-hmm. He, he was a Holocaust um, prisoner and he was a psychologist and I think it was Auschwitz or Dachau and he was suffering but also studying the different how different people would deal with their suffering and he found that people that had a meaning that found meaning in their suffering and purpose um, were able to survive a little I don't not easier yeah. well so I, I've heard that, that, that yeah. really impacted me in a way that um, I think has been a guiding kind of force. Yeah. What kind of, so you have found meaning uh, in your suffering. How would you describe Yeah. Um, early on, I think that when I was given that Silver Surfer comic book, it, I just fell in love with storytelling again. Mm-hmm. I grew up loving storytelling, but I, I lost it because when you're in college or in high school, everyone says, you'll never make money as a writer mm, yeah. <laughs> like okay so I gave up that that love for writing that I had in high school and after I got heard and was reading a bunch just just devouring books that first two or three two years probably I stayed in my house a lot we didn't have a real vehicle that could transport me around and mm. I just watched a ton of movies and read a bunch of books mm. and during that period of time I kind of had the vision that maybe I would be a writer and maybe comic books would somehow be a part of my life. And that I think became the driving um, like purpose that I could tell my story and help people, but also help people through the type of books that are helping me right now, which were comic books. Yeah. yeah. So that's amazing. Uh, I mean, in a way to think that God used the silver surfer, right. To, to set the, this new trajectory for your life, um, like no, you just don't expect that, right? <laughs> and no. uh, um, I mean, and you know, we were talking just before we started recording. Life kind of never, life's an adventure. Life never really goes the way you expect it to go. It's it's not a straight line, and um, lots of ups, lots of downs. Sometimes more downs uh, than ups, and yet somehow uh, God uses the downs. I think. My experience in making yours, you know, to bring us into a new up, a new uh, 
tide or new awakening, the way you put it, right? Uh, tell me, tell me more just about the comic books. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at you, um, uh, you know, on Skype here. Our listeners won't hear it or see it, but there's all kinds of cool stuff behind you. Uh, <laughs> like, is that something that you started collecting, like, since you got into comics, or is that from childhood on, or what is that? So my my mom actually kept all of my toys, my childhood toys, and I was I was I would say I was a pretty spoiled kid. I, my parents incentivized me like, you get a grade and I'll get you a Ninja Turtle toy. So, uh, okay. uh, so I ended up with a lot of to- Ninja Turtles and He-Man and uh, Star Wars stuff. Yeah. So, at some point, I think I had my my mom brought all those toys out, and it was just yeah. like this flood <laughs> of emotions, like my whole. Uh, I remember playing with these toys and having so much fun and toys for I mean there's such a cool way for kids to start imagining and having play it's such a cool thing I remember running through the forest near my house uh, the woods not really a forest but but in canyon holding my Ninja Turtle toy and pretending I was Uh Leonardo going on an adventure for a kid to like be transported. So my parents kept all those toys. And then over the years, people would see that I like toys and give me toys. And then when I started really like expressing my nerdiness and my love, uh-huh. comic books, um, then it just was like a flood of like people giving me stuff on every That's cool. That's cool. 15 years. <laughs> So I, I told everybody this Christmas, I was like, no more toys. Like, uh, <laughs> I look like I'm almost like a... Kind of a oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. So um, so you had this experience, this accident that kind of changed everything for you and, um, and also uh, you know, was used by God to bring you closer to him and set you on this new trajectory, you fell in love with comic books, and then how eventually did you come to uh, the idea of starting uh, your own, writing your own graphic novel? So, at some point, it was about five or six years after my accident, um, I was involved in another company, a graphic design company, and I was doing, just really becoming an artist and I wasn't an artist before um, my accident. This is like a whole new thing. I, I went to art school for a couple years and then became a graphic artist and, and worked for, uh, was involved in a media company. And I got out of the company because I really wanted to focus on storytelling. I just became over the course of telling stories for other businesses and helping other people tell their story through marketing, I was like, it's time for me to become better at telling my own stories. Mm-hmm. And I went back to school um, at Cal State San Marcos in California and got my bachelor's degree in English. And then I stayed and got my master's degree. And during that period of getting my master's degree, I I was really, really then becoming trying to become a scholar of comic books and studying how powerful they are as an educational tool for kids, especially kids with um, uh, learning disabilities and just getting kids interested in reading. It's such a powerful way to trick kids into loving uh, stories. You know, it's like, awesome. uh, 
And during that period of time, I was like, okay, I want to start writing my own stuff. And I, I started working on a project. And then eventually I just, I had this vision one, one night of Paul the Apostle riding on a, a like motorcycle vehicle and hunting down Christians. He, he was Saul at that point. Um, I think I was reading a book by N.T. Wright about Paul, um, the apostle, and it, he kind of painted a, a more radical version of Paul that I hadn't really read before from a theological perspective. And, and I just had this vision of him on a motorcycle and I was like, wow, that would be such a cool graphic novel. And started drawing. Um, I love to draw characters and was sketching stuff and, and then uh, it kind of just came to me like, okay, let me push aside this other project, this kind of more secular, uh, just Lord of the Rings type book, and just focus on a Bible story. And that can kind of be my foundational, not just learning how to make comic books, but really I could have an effective tool for the kingdom of God. And if I were... I. I'm kind of, there's like a part of me that always thinks I'm going to die tomorrow. And if I'm left with like whatever I made and when I died, I think I'd be happier making some kind of biblical ministry tool than some personal story. So that was kind of how it led me down the path. And then it's a whole journey of figuring out how to make it and putting a team together. And, and what was that journey like? So I, I knew a guy that, was involved in comic books. His name's Brett Burner. He had a, a Christian comic book company and he was a friend of a friend and I was in, contacted him and we had lunch and I pitched him on the idea and had already written about a hundred pages. I thought it was, I thought I had a finished comic book. I was so proud of it. And I showed yeah. it to him and he, and I showed him my drawings and I'd already worked with an artist at my um, graphic design company. And we had done a bunch of sketches and, he was super stoked on it. Like, this is so awesome, but this isn't really a comic book script. You're either going to have to figure out how to like learn how to make a comic book script or hire somebody to adapt what you wrote into a comic book version. So he introduced me to a guy that was well known within the small Christian comic book industry, but he worked for Zondervan and, um, some big publishing Kingstone, which is another Christian comic book company. And he loved the idea and basically gave me a price on what it would cost to adapt my book into a comic book and then allow me to work alongside him and edit it and do my own writing into it. So that became our partnership, me and um, Ben Avery. His, that's what his name is. And we worked on it for about a year polishing it. And then the next step was hiring an artist. So we, I basically auditioned a bunch of different artists and interviewed with different guys and found a, found a up and coming guy named Mark Harmon who really hit what I was looking for. A cartoony style that yeah. was contemporary, but, um, had a little touch of anime in it, but not too much. Um, and he loved Ninja Turtles and Lord of the Rings and Narnia and Star Wars. So those were like the four foundational texts that we kind of used as our uh, stepping stone into adapting. So if for people that haven't seen it yet or aren't looking at it, it's it's a really interesting 
take on the Bible. It's completely biblically accurate to the book of Acts. I wanted a child to be able to read the book of read this book and basically know a much as much about the book of Acts as um, their parents. Like it's it's such an effective tool for education. Um, But we set it in like a creature world, so. Paul the Apostle is kind of like a foxish man, like a fox creature. This, it was also influenced a lot by VeggieTales model. Mm-hmm. I love VeggieTales, so turning Bible characters into vegetables in yeah, is yeah. a way to get kids interested. It was all about just entertaining kids. and yeah. so That's awesome. Uh, so I, I have a copy, which you gave me <laughs> some time ago. In fact, I'm going to scoot out of the way. Can you, is it here Can you see it? Uh, nope, it's down a little bit lower. Hang on. Oh, there it is. Really. Yeah, and, and I didn't put it there for this. It's, that's kind of where I, where I keep it. <laughs> so I love it. Um, it's the Darth Vader. Yeah, right. Is, is there a little is, Darth Vader book? That's right. It's my Vader's Little Princess book. Yeah, I love and, it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Paul and uh, Darth Vader. They're two favorite people. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, super cool. I'm curious, like, what kind of, do you run into your roadblocks along the way? Maybe personal, internal roadblocks or other roadblocks uh, in terms of production? And uh, how did you overcome those? And- there was a, there was so many ma- mistakes that I made. Um, I, I went in very, very naive um, and just, that's, but brave. And I felt a, a pastor of mine, before I started it, when I got all the prices on what it was going to cost to do the art and the script and to, to print the books. Cause my, my vision was to start my own publishing company and print them myself. And I met with a pastor friend of mine named Sean Beatty. Um, he's up at Clovis now and I'm not sure where that's at near Sacramento or, or somewhere up in California, but uh, he used to be in Carlsbad and I met with him and, told him like hey man i'm about to spend all this money on this book and it's kind of scary um there were another pastor friend of mine was like you could put this into like a homeless ministry or something and i was like yeah but i don't know if that's my calling and i i spoke with this pastor and he told me about a character that i hadn't wasn't familiar with uh and i think it's in uh king's and I'm blanking on the exact, but it's Jonathan, and he's a oh, yeah. he's about to face the Philistine. The, the Philistines are out, about to attack him, and he pops. There's no soldiers left in the is the Jewish army, and he basically jumps over this wall with one sword and fights a bunch of Philistines. And when he's jumping over, he says, "Like I hope God is with me." Mm. He doesn't know for sure. He didn't yeah. have the burning bush. And that was kind of my push forward. Like, I hope God is behind this thing and I'm going to try as hard as I can to be faithful to the vision. And, uh, so along the way, many roadblocks, obviously any kind of business, you need money and most businesses never have enough. And the financial thing, just thank God I was able to just keep getting the money to, to make the book. I was able to do it over a five, I took my time with it. It took four years to make it, so it was kind of like making little mini car payments. To yeah, make. yeah. <laughs> um, and then just a obstacle, another obstacle we face a couple times where people are a little weirded out by it because it's not, Paul's not a 
a strapping white man. Right. He's a he's a like boxish guy. Yeah. So, um, but that's been real minimal. The the response from kids and families has just been overwhelming. We've exceeded our expectations on like selling the book to, and the the letters and responses when I'm at events um, is just such a huge blessing. Like kids getting the book, I've done a lot of homeschool stuff. The homeschool community has been really, really supportive of me and of my company and go to an event and a child will get the book on Friday night. And then the next day of the conference on Saturday, they'll come back and the parents said, uh, my child never reads. Just, yeah. We can't get him to read. And last night he read 40 pages of your book. Wow. And, uh, he's going to finish. He said he was going to finish it this weekend and he hasn't finished a book in years. So like stuff like that is just such a huge blessing. And a girl, I'm looking at this note right now that a little girl hand wrote, um, just telling me how she loved the book and how she's going to read it a million times. And I was just, uh, oh. that's awesome. All the, all the roadblocks have been just motivation to keep pushing forward and keeping the eye on the prize of just creating these cool ministry tools. That's, if I can keep that at the forefront of my mind that it's a ministry and trying to spread the gospel, then it seems like, uh. All the roadblocks aren't that hard to overcome. Yeah. I'm curious how, um, with all the roadblocks, well, so, I mean, everything, but the production of this, uh, of this graphic novel, like the whole process, the idea and the roadblocks and then getting it done and seeing the finished product and all of that and working with people, like how has all, has, has it, uh, shaped you as a person like have, are you would you say okay I was like this then and going through this now you know, God's done this in my life or, or here's how my relationship with God is now I'm just curious has it affected you? oh definitely yeah. um, there's been a lot of there were a lot of moments of doubt throughout mm -hmm. the four years and of, of almost giving up mm -hmm. and I felt like um, I felt like God definitely continue to give me signs and, and push me through and um, help me just with bravery. I think yeah, uh, um, feeling scared of what people were going to think about it or yeah. if it was going to be a successful business because I was really kind of relying on it as being a uh, a job um, that I could do and for, for my rest of my life and all those things that were just a lot of fear and I think fear is always there to try to keep us down and get the enemy like inside us and in our minds and doubt a lot of doubt so the when God was just speaking to me and giving me courage and um, in my life God speaks to me a lot through other books where I'm thinking about something and praying about something. And then I'll be reading a comic book and the answer is like right there or yeah. some other book. And what, what I was asking God for, it just emerges. And, uh, uh, does it have to be a Christian book? No, yeah. no, definitely not. Um, or, or I'll be, or I'll meet someone and it's just like serendipitous where it just seems like, there's no way I could have met this person without God mm, in, in and just that kind of continue that happens. It happens so often in my life that I, it, 
gives me the confidence that I'm on the right path and that I'm headed toward yeah. whatever. That's and, awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, what are you working on now? Are you anything new? De- yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm so busy right now. We're, we are in negotiation with a publishing company that is going to take Paul, hopefully going to take Paul and then do the sequel, which was always the goal, um, is the book. Well, it's going to be called Peter, and that's going to be the Gospels. So it'll be the four Gospels kind of combined into one um, 180-page graphic novel. Paul is 140 pages, but same world, same universe, same creatures, um, but basically Jesus as the star, uh, which has always been the point. And just for to be clear, because this was always a kind of controversial, like what Jesus would look like. And we are making Jesus a a very human being. So that was something that we always were debating. So in Paul, Jesus is human, but he's um, he's always in silhouette because I'm afraid to show him in this weird universe. But yeah, yeah. So we're, we're working right now. The script is finished for Peter. It's super amazing. It's just, I learned so much from making Paul. All my mistakes were, are being used to make this book better. And we're even going back into Paul and making some change, making some edits to make it even better. Uh, and the goal is to have Peter come out in probably late or early 2020. That's the goal. Um, okay. So, so prayer, all the prayers would be would be helpful. Negotiating, yeah. negotiating a contract has been uh, an extremely eye-opening experience with dealing with lawyers. I, I'm really blessed to get um, this very well-known lawyer named Celie Yates to take yeah. to take me under his wing and help me through the process of negotiating and finding a contract that makes me feel safe there's just there's some like horror stories within entertainment of you losing your characters or your property so i was taking my time with actually trying to make sure that that's all yeah make, everyone needs to be happy and feel secure and yeah. uh, but I, i'm great these people that i'm working with so hopefully it it goes through but yeah. we'll find another way you know yeah, a- that's right that's right so that's cool uh, your first one is self-published right yes sir a super high quality though uh, like people sometimes think self-publishing is low quality but not at all super high quality and now potentially with the publisher that's pretty cool yeah uh, I'm, I'm excited because it'll it'll really open up the door hopefully to meet and reach a, a much broader audience i've been selling this book successfully kind of by myself out of my trunk of my car and on my website and doing as much as I can every day to try to build the awareness. It's marketing is such an important part of any kind of business. And especially when you're by yourself, I'm a, I'm a completely one man show right now. Mm. I, I, I hired the artist and the writer as to be on my team, but they're just freelance. So Uh selling and the marketing and all that is all me I, 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 I do my own bookkeeping <laughs> oh. <laughs> good for you <laughs> my that's method. cool awesome awesome I, I love that it's uh, that it's called Peter just in the sense that we get to see the life of Jesus I guess through Peter's eyes is kind of the idea that's it yeah, yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, so, such a cool book. Um, yeah. I, I can see it, like, in my head. There's an yeah. old um, Alfred Hitchcock. He's one of my heroes. He, uh-huh. he, he kind of invented storytelling. Uh, not storytelling. He invented storyboarding with uh-huh. Walt Disney. They kind of both kind of co-invented it. Uh-huh. Um, but he said that by the time the movie came out, he didn't even really care because he had already he already saw the whole movie before he even started filming because he storyboarded the whole thing, which is basically a comic book. So it's, I can see the whole book and I'm so excited to share it with awesome. you. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, uh, I have uh, one more question uh, that I want to ask um, before we finish. Um, and so t- the title of this podcast is spiritual life and leadership. And um, so one of the things I'm really interested in is how do people and uh, you're in leadership in, in terms of through through your book that's the way God's calling you sort of to lead in the world but like how do you uh, stay connected to Jesus like would you have any rhythms or practices in your life that you what do you do to stay close, close to God yeah I think one of the biggest things is just community and fellowship with with other brothers and sisters that's one of the biggest things if if I'm not around other Christians and talking about God and, and praying before meals. And there, I can definitely feel like a drought in my yeah. life. Um, yeah. So that, that's an important thing from a critical thing for me. Another thing that I've recently been doing, um, I've found it through another book called the artist way. Um, but it's a, and she's, I think she's a Christian, but I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but she talks about doing a daily journal in the morning, right when you wake up and just filling, filling up three pages with your, with an actual pencil or pen, writing it out. And, and in that time talking to God and, and having like a meeting with God uh, oh, cool. morning. So I've been doing that and that's been really giving me a clarity when I then get into the day and, kind of have focus on on the goal at hand because there's so many my list of stuff every day is in, insane like I, yeah. I'm unable to finish the list you know yeah yeah uh, everybody's life but that having that early morning meeting with God has been really helpful and just the clarity and the, the peace awesome awesome hey thank you Mario for uh, sharing Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, this has been awesome. Um, and uh, it's cool to see uh, what God's done in your life, even through tragedy, um, but now through some some success, you know, and maybe more. Oh, definitely. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, and I'm excited to see uh, what happens next. So pretty cool. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. Cool. Can I can I put a little plug so people yes. can go check it out? In fact, I wanted to ask you, where can we find, find more uh, about you? Yeah. So the, the website, my website is bear truth, like the animal, B-E-A-R truth collective.com. So bear truth collective. That's where you can find me and my books and, and everything. So, and I also sell, um, I've partnered with another comic book publishing company. So I carry all their books because they have the whole Old Testament and New Testament and little comic books. So it's been really a huge blessing to be able to, get kids pumped on Jesus through comic books. That's kind of the goal of our company. 
And there's a there's a cool uh, kind of trailer for the comic book on YouTube too. Uh, okay. I was just looking at that earlier today, actually. <laughs> and uh, so I'll, I'll include some of the links: uh, BearTruthCollective.com, and then links to some of the videos. Uh, cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. And stuff, so. All right, man. Thank you. We'll okay, talk again you, soon, sometime. All right. Thanks, see you. Good day, man. Thank you. You know what amazes me about Mario is that his accident could have taken him onto a path of uh, depression and hopelessness. Uh, but that wasn't Mario's path. Uh, I've, I've never seen Mario be pessimistic or negative. Now, I'm sure he has his moments, right? I just haven't seen them. Uh, Mario could have given up on life after this accident. He could have let himself wither away, but he didn't do that. Uh, I think this reflects one of the most profound realities of life. Right, that God can use terrible tragedies to stir up new hope, new faith, new directions, new callings. Uh, most of us haven't had Mario's experience, but we've had our own tragedies. Right? It's in those moments that we can surrender and lean into the God who loves us, or we can become angry and cynical. For those of us who are in leadership, these experiences are in uh, many ways the source of wisdom. Right? It's these experiences that can give us clarity, they can deepen our faith, they can shape our character more and more into the character of Jesus. So I encourage you to check out Mario's website, www.beartruthcollective.com. That's B-E-A-R, truthcollective.com. Uh, I'll include that and a few other links in the show notes. And uh, if you'd like to connect with me, you can uh, follow me on Twitter, at Marcus Watson, uh, so at M-A-R-K-U-S-W-A-T-S-O-N. Uh, my website is www.marcuswatson.com. Again, Marcus with a K. And uh, I just set up a new email address that you can reach me at. Uh, Marcus, M-A-R-K-U-S, at marcuswatson.com. So Marcus at marcuswatson.com. Uh, I'm still in the very early stages of this podcast, and I'm kind of learning as I go. Uh, just did a couple more interviews this week uh, as I record this uh, that will come up a few weeks after this podcast goes live. Uh, and it's really cool to see uh, the podcast growing slowly but surely, more and more uh, downloads, more and more listeners. Um, and, you know, I would love your help uh, just by spreading the word about this podcast in your networks, if if you're up for doing that. Uh, I, I would appreciate uh, that. Um, and if you'd like to leave a positive review on iTunes, you can leave a negative review, too, if you want to, but you don't have to. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to leave a positive review or any kind of a review on iTunes, uh, that would be fantastic. So thank you so much, and uh, I will see you next time here on Spiritual Life and Leadership. Mm-hmm.